Welcome into the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. Let's go. going on everybody welcome back to the podcast welcome into another episode of the triple play fantasy baseball show proud member of fantasy points and the fantasy points media group the mendy back with you guys here with the full cast and crew marty party doc and lil cheesecake and we are pretty much in the fantasy baseball offseason so the normal show that you guys saw the rundown most added drops streamers two-star pitchers all that stuff bring out your dead all that stuff's going to be put away again until next season. Uh, so we want to still bring you a bunch of off-season content. And we thought nothing no better than doing the Fantasy Baseball Superlative Show. Before we get into that, we got to talk to our cast and crew here. we got to talk, to, of course, first to my favorite Fantasy Baseball loser, Marty Tallman. Uh, let, let's, talk, let's, let's talk for a second. Why don't you let's tell do us about you and your home league? All right, so... Currently, as it stood, we were doing well before today. Um, I was talking to Doc off air. You know, we were. I was going through. You know, I was op- cautiously optimistic, but optimistic nonetheless. You know, about to take over on quality starts. But no, Aaron Nola out of nowhere blows it and gives up four runs. His ERA for the day is seven point two zero. He only has six Ks. Uh, I have a one point eight six OBP and a two forty four slug. Eduardo Escobar, the corpse has woke up. Nick Castellanos hasn't been good all year. He's two for three, fresh off the um, the IL. And O'Neill Cruz is two for five with uh, with two RBIs. He has a stolen base already. He's not striking out. And as I was saying, I don't mind losing. That's fine. But I would number one, I want to lose to a team that's better than me. And I want to lose the players that are good. Aaron Judge hit, hit number 61. That's fine. Do that against me. I'd be, I'd be okay with that. Eduardo Escobar, I won't be able to sleep tonight. I'd love to see his blood pressure right now. Uh, to be fair, Eduardo Escar has been pretty hot, I think, the last like month. You're losing to someone that's hot at the right time, Marty Party. I know that, the that's the worst. That's... <laughs> that is the Are you, worst. Were you, were you the one seed? Two. I was the two seed. And who's he's the, what, he's the, the six. six? Yeah. I think we've all been there. Yeah. Did you get a first round buy? You didn't get a first round buy? Yeah, I got the first round buy. Yep. So this, is, this is for the championship. This is it. Whoa! Dang. That's why it hurts so much more. Damn, Daniel, that sucks. Uh, yep. All right, Elsie in the house, of course. Elsie, that a uh, new Chicago Cubs hat? I don't remember you rocking that hat before. This is this is one I dug out. It was uh, up in my closet, and uh, as I was getting ready to sit down, I'm like, oh, I better grab a hat. And I turned around, and it just sat there looking at me. This hat. I bought in like 2006. It's probably the oldest Cubs hat I still have right now, actually. And it it is well worn in. It's got some sweat lines all over it. You know, a classic that old hat. Hardworking man. Exactly. <laughs> is that? Are you wearing a football jersey too, Art? I am. I am. I'm wearing an Art Monk jersey. I, I another closet find here. You know, I turned around right before I was sitting down and said, "Were you just gotta, sitting there naked?" I was sitting here naked. I generally am naked because I live alone and no one cares. And you know what? I like it. It makes me feel good, mama. Okay. Um, uh, No, I I was sitting here with a white t-shirt on and I'm like, "Ah, you know, I can't. I'm not Eminem. I can't pull off just a white t-shirt. So I was like, well, I put on something sports related and the Art Monk jersey was staring right at me. The Cubs hat was staring right at me. You know, I'm I'm all over the place, but I'm 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 all about sports tonight. 
What an outfit. If you want to see Elsie's outfit, make sure you watch the YouTube channel. It is quite spectacular. <laughs> How's my guy, Doc? Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> God, you're quoting the worst show ever. I know. That's why I did it for you. I do like that show, though. I feel like I'll give it a try now that I'm older. And for those that don't know what we're referring to, it's Home Improvement. Of course. That's a that's a Michigan show, baby. Yeah, dude, Eric, you actually would like it. Like it's if you like full I feel like I would like it now. I just think he's such a corny actor. We should all do the the Tim Allen voice together and just annoy Eric. Just go, oh, fantasy baseball. That's good. Dog, you should do that before our next show. Watch watch five episodes and then see if you uh if you're in or not. When we're off air, tell me where I can find it and I'll do it. And then you can uh, understand the Wilson joke or do you just. Yeah, no, I, we understand that. You can never see his chin. Yeah. David, why are you watching Home Improvement in 2022? I love Home Improvement. I mean, I don't actually <laughs> speak it, but it's it's actually one of the most underrated shows, I think. I think it's a fantastic show. We apologize if we lost any listeners. Who, uh, <laughs> no, game listeners. Like are you kidding me? <laughs> lost a bunch with that are one. you kidding me? Everybody loves Home Improvement. <laughs> and if Doc, we if should you have had an, a Home Improvement superlative for like the worst player or something. Uh, the Home Improvement, like someone who improved the most. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we, we could have done that. Look, we could have uh, done what, stuff. What would, a, what would a Wilson superlative? Best Wilson. The what one who provides the uh, be Patrick Wisdom because he provides the most wisdom. Oh hmm. well, there you go. Howdy, you howdy go. ho, neighbor. Yeah, howdy <laughs> ho, neighbor. <laughs> Marty, you got to we, we could be a home improvement podcast. It was based in Michigan. He wore the tight the Lions, Tigers stuff the yeah. entire time. It was all about Detroit, baby. Have you seen all the episodes, Marty? Gosh, all right, we're ending this segment now. It's six <laughs> minutes in. Stop. <laughs> I don't. I was getting kind of excited to talk about it. Okay, all right. Well, we're here tonight. I touched on it in the beginning. Fantasy baseball superlatives, baby. You know, triple play. I'm not biased. We are one of the most creative fantasy baseball shows out there right now. And people always give the same superlatives. Uh, you know, who's the the uh, top waiver wire pickup of the year? Who was the uh, MVP? The, the MVP or, or the, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we don't do that here. We like to give you fun, cool categories or names. And then we like to... Uh, to have some fun with these different uh, these different superlatives here. A lot of them are high school based because we all know that's our favorite time of our lives when we talk about superlatives. So let's start off first with one called the uh, where is it? the biggest freeloader. And the reason we call it the biggest freeloader is this is the person that's the top piggybacker, somebody that was able to get a lot of good stats coming in as a piggyback. And there are a lot of good ones out there that aren't necessarily great starters, are not closers, but they come in and pitch two, three, four innings and are just dynamite. Uh, now, what I ask you guys this category, is there a certain player that comes to mind that could win this award? For me, David, I'm going to your Minnesota Twins, Griffin Jacks. Piggybacking okay. off of Chris Archer a lot, because we only know Chris Archer goes through the rotation twice, but he gave you a little bit of everything. Seven and three record, three two five ERA, a one oh four whip, eighteen holds, one save, and he didn't have many blowups during the year. So in, in a points league, he was giving you consistent positive numbers. Okay, Griffin Jacks is a good nominee for this one. I picked up in a lot of points leagues for what he was doing. Elsie, mm-hmm. is there somebody that comes to mind for you for this award? I have a couple. I'll start by just giving one because I don't want to take other people's answers. The first person I 
want to bring up is Adam Simber from the Toronto Blue Jays. He is currently the twenty, the 84th rated overall pitcher because he has 10 wins this year. Not only that, but he also got four saves and a 2.96 ERA over 70, 67 innings pitched. Those 10 wins, though, really propelling him. He's the 27th rated relief pitcher. How many of us are standing there in our uh, in our teams and we don't have one relief pitcher in the top 30? We've been scraping all year. If you had picked up Adam Simber, you'd have the 27th rated relief pitcher and just kept him on your roster. This guy has gotten a uh, uh, um, vulture win after vulture win on that uh, good Toronto Blue Jays team and uh, it's really boosted his his season. Like I said, 27th best relief pitcher, 84th rated pitcher overall. Okay, that's another good nominee. Marty Party, who's your pick? It's got to be A.J. Minter for the Atlanta Braves. Over 66 innings, he had 38 saves plus holds, a 2.05 ERA, a 0.89 whip, and 90 strikeouts with five wins. So five wins and 38 saves plus holds with those low ratios. And after the the Will Smith, the you know he was supposed to be the closer, and then Kelly Jansen came in and all the moving chairs there, the Braves continue to win, and Mentor has been just absolutely lights out all year. Mentor's a great call as well. What's the most innings he's pitched in a game this year? Has it been two? Um, I don't know if he's ever even got up to two. Let me see. Come back to me. Okay, okay. we'll, we'll come back. I'd piggybacker, I was thinking of someone that's not in a, a bullpen, like a relief role. Like a well, high relief, it is a relief role technically, but it, it's I'm thinking more like that, might, that comes in and, and mops up in the middle innings, maybe gives you like, you know, Anywhere from like one to three innings. What Ryan Yarbrough was for me in the finals. Yeah, Ryan Yarbrough is a good example of this award. The guy that came to mind, and I know I mentioned him to you guys before, Keegan Thompson, who's fallen off a little bit recently. But this is the guy that's had multiple double-digit strikeout games this year, I believe. Uh, has had 10 games that he has not started, 17 where he has. 379 ERA, 10 wins, 100 strikeouts this season. And somebody that I, I think especially in points leagues with limited starts, he was coming in and giving you three or four inning outings and collecting a bunch of good ratios for you. I know in September, uh, he he pitched against the Marlins, three innings, six strikeouts, and that one on September 21st. And then in September 25th against the Pirates, two innings, three strikeouts, no runs in that one. That's just what he did. I know he had a, before that he had a, uh, his August was pretty rough, but for the most part, he's been pretty good this season. You know, a normal line against the Boston Red Sox, four innings, six hits, one earned run, three strikeouts, 5.2 innings, one unearned run, eight strikeouts. Like this is a guy that was really coming in and uh, giving you some nice innings as a middle reliever. So he is my pick for the top piggybacker award. Any look on the AJ Minter call, Marty Party? No, it was nothing over 1.2. Like that was his most. So All right. And the winner... For the top picky bigger piggybacker award goes to Oh yeah, nice job, Keegan. Very good job. <laughs> Keegan Thompson, Are you you fantastic. <laughs> nice job. Keegan Thompson is Dave. the winner because he pitched the most innings out of all of them, had the most yeah. strikeouts out of all of them, and Art's a Cubs fan, so I knew he would approve. It's like the who's line, Bobby is it, anyway? <laughs> yeah, yes. Points don't points matter. Points don't matter. Yeah. yeah, you just say whatever you want. <laughs> right, yeah. So, Keegan Thompson, 
taking home the first. What do you want to call them? The uh, the plays, the triple. Uh, what should we the call TPS. these? Yes. Now it has to be like something ease. The play like the ease, ease, but the play ease. Um, the play ease. The triple ease. <laughs> triple ease. I don't, I don't hate that. Yeah. Should we should we tweet these players after the game and tell them that they won an award that they don't even know about? <laughs> if as long as they think of a, a sexy name, then I say we should do it. Yeah, yeah. Put right, sexy we'll names in the comments. Tweet from the account. For now, we'll, we'll call them the uh, the the plays because I feel like that you have to say like the last thing, like like when you say the the Dundies or we'll say the plays for now. Okay. So our next award is going to be the best couple. And so when we're looking at the best couple here, uh, this is somebody that best two fantasy players on the same team. So think Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner. Think uh, Jordan Alvarez, Justin Verlander. These are guys that pretty much have just been stone cold studs on the same team. They could even be on different sides of the ball, but they're the best couple. And so there's a lot of different options here. I even listed some that these guys may go to here. So let's start this time with LC. Mm-hmm. Little cheesecake. Who is your best couple award? I mean, we all love new couples. We all like new love, you know. And there's, you know, this is a sport. There's a lot of heartbreak. Sometimes you 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 break up and find something on the rebound, and it's so special and pretty. And that's the best couple is a rebound relationship that I'm going to tell you about right now. And that is Dansby Swanson and Austin Riley. They lost. They lost their boo, Freddie Freeman, this year. And uh, Dansby and Austin came back and not only produced two top twenty seasons this year in the Rasball Player Raider. Uh, first time for both of them in that. But so they came together. Atlanta came out 97 wins so far this year. They lose their best player, their franchise player. Young Love springs forward, and they get this beautiful thing which happens. It's not Acuna doing it. It's not Matt Olson doing it. It's Austin Riley and Dansby Swanson, this this rebound relationship that's that might bring Atlanta back to another World Series. Oh, Art's a fan of the rebound, and I, I like his reasoning here, so... We got one vote for Dansby Swatson and Austin Riley. Marty Party, who are you going with? I'm going to say, all right, that was a really good one. Uh, But I'm going to go with two guys on the different sides of the ball with Jordan Alvarez and Justin, the beautiful man Verlander. So we all know what Jordan's been doing. Um, He's overall the third ranked best player in Yahoo for uh, Roto Leagues, five by five standard categories. Got the, what is it? A 407 OBP, 614 slug, 37 home runs, 96 RBI. And are we are we worried about his uh, his knees anymore? Are we still worried about those guys? Anybody? And maybe no? we kind of we kind of just moved past that. So I love Jordan. And then on the other side of the ball, Justin Verlander, who doesn't love that story? Coming off major surgery at his age, he throws 163 innings. And I was out on Verlander. I was like, you know what? They might try to limit him. I don't know if he's going to be able to go six innings. He had 20 quality starts with a 1.82 ERA, 0.84 WHIP. 167 strikeouts, possibly a Cy Young, possibly. I don't know. Dylan Cease, your boy might have something to say about that. But uh, yeah, those two combined. I obviously, you know, we. I think we're all getting over our hatred of the Astros, and I think this is the beginning of it. Verlander and Jordan Alvarez. All right, a Houston Astros couple there. Doc, what about you? Mine has a twist to it. Shohei Otani, the hitter. Shohei Otani, the pitcher. And then throwing in Mike Trout for polygamy. 
<laughs> Most of us, including myself, thought that Shohei Otani would regress. And he did not in pitching. He went from 9-2 and two to 14-8, and eight, lowered the ERA from 3-1-8 to 2-4-7, throwing so far 23 more innings, uh, 47 more strikeouts. Now, the hitting did regress a little bit, but we're talking about 46 homers to 34, 100 RBIs to 93. And Mike Trout, yeah, he's been on the IL sometime this year, but he has 112 games so far. Will likely finish close to 120, 37 homers, 77 RBIs. There were a lot of players that were disappointments in that second round range. And I think this is the healthiest we've seen Mike Trout in a while. So those three together, albeit the team success wasn't good, but it's a feel good story. Well, they like to feel good stories uh, for sure. Albert, our friend checking in. Always enjoy you being here, Albert. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> the only fan is Elsie uh, put in our private chat, the only fantasy show that talks about polygamy. That's right. Oh, that is fantastic. My vote for the best couple. Now, my first point was going to be how many pairs of teammates are in the top 12 in fantasy points scored this season. And there's actually a lot. Uh, so I, I'm not going to use that point. I will say, though, these two teammates, if you add their offensive output with how great they are on defense, is another thing. You combine the fact that they're pretty much the only two legit hitting threats in this lineup, and the team is still one of the best teams in the National League. That is the Arizona Cardinals. Um, whoa, what am I? Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 That is the <laughs> St. Louis Cardinals, and that is Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. play Both play gold glove caliber defense on the corners of the infield. Both are in the top 12 in terms of points scored in fantasy baseball this year. And they are the only two legit offensive options consistently week after week for this Cardinals team, I believe is the second second or third seed in the National League right now uh, that doesn't have really consistent pitching or anything else. So I, I think they pretty much have this like relationship that they keep under wraps here. Very, you know, they're quiet. They keep to themselves and we're not going to bother them, but I appreciate them. Because it's one of the little things that I see. Uh, so that means they're going to win the award because you picked them, right? No, no, no I'm not a I'm not a dictator here. I well, I also always... wanted to ask you, David, just by looking at that list, if you have it in front of you, are there any players that are on the same team where their ages combined for more than 66? Because Arenado's 31, Goldschmidt's 35. So they have to be also the oldest, too, on that list as well. Not that yeah, I want only, them to win, but... The only other teammates, so Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and... Uh, yeah, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and Trey Turner are all three in the top 12. No, it's so stupid. And uh, Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso are also in the top They're 12. They're definitely not going to. Wait, uh, you said Mookie? Let's see. How old yeah. is Mookie? He's 30, right? And Jordan Alvarez and Jose Altuve are in the top 12. Do you want to hear something crazy? So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, did I count that right? Hold on. One, two, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of the top 12 players come from three teams. Wow. The Mets, the Dodgers, and the Cardinals. I'm sorry, the Mets, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, and the uh, Astros. I'm sorry, four teams. Mm-hmm. And they're four all teams the take up. Four teams take up the top 12 hitters. The only ones in the top 12 that are not from those teams are Manny Machado for San Diego, Jose Ramirez in Cleveland, and Aaron Judge for the Yankees. I just did the math that uh, um, Arenado and Goldschmidt are the oldest at 66 oh, combined years. Old love. That's a yeah. tough thing to beat. 
But the winner of the Best Couple Award goes... Austin Riley, because we all are fans of the rebound at Triple Play Fantasy. The rebounds get the award. Nice job, Austin. <laughs> I was wrong answer? to bring up polygamy to the married guy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's pretty fun. Anthony Swanson, are they going to resign him? Do the Braves no finally chance. dig into their piggy bank and no resign chance. him? I no? would be shocked if they do. He's going to get a big contract. He's yeah. going to get a multi-year deal. They uh, so you guys can. The Braves have so much money. They don't. They haven't spent any money on any of their guys. They haven't for the next like seven, eight years. Why not spend some money on Dansby? Keep that middle. You know the Oz, the LBs, Swanson up the middle. Come on. I mean, number one, you have Vaughn Grissom ready to step in. Number two, what are you gonna pay? Yeah. Number two, you like. They just like they, 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 they they like if if they don't sign you early, they're not gonna pay for you because they have other guys to come in and replace you. Like that's been their model. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Right, I'll yeah. be shocked. I, I will. I will admit I was wrong if they bring him back, unless mm-hmm. it's like a, a huge discount. But again, I don't know if you guys feel differently about that. I mean, I, I think he set himself up for a good payday for sure. Yeah, some team sure. will, will overpay for him and pay a lot of money for his career year. He's still a good player for sure. Um. All right, let's go to our next one. Best facial hair. This is what exactly what it sounds like. This is the player with the best facial hair. So. There is uh, no more Brian Wilson, so Brian Wilson can't just take home this award. There's also no Raleigh Fingers, who also could take home this award. So, Barty Party, let's start with you. Who is the best facial hair in baseball? I'm going to have to go with nasty Nestor Cortez with that Mm. dirty stash, baby. It's dirty. He's dirty. 151.0 innings, 11 wins, 151 strikeouts, 2.56 ERA, 0.95 whip. Overall, uh, the 46th ranked player in Yahoo and standard five by five leagues. He came out of, uh, well, he built on a, a really good, um, a second half last year and he went, man, God, he's still doing it. Last game out, six innings, six shutout innings against Boston. I mean, he was good from day one all the way up until now that, and that, I mean, can you really, can you really mess with that mustache? That thing uh, is the nasty, the nasty Nestor mustache for sure yep. is, is, is incredible. And he's mm-hmm. now been incredible also for like, what has it been the last calendar year? Yeah. Uh, definitely been somebody that's going to be interesting to talk about in the off season for fantasy. Doc, who's your pick? I'm going with the same team and it's a similar mustache and it's Matt Carpenter. We all knew about the nasty Nestor Cortez mustache prior to the season. He was taken in drafts. Matt Carpenter was dead. He came from an abyss. And we look at the facial hair he had with the Cardinals. He didn't have this. He had the full beard, this uh, the mustache connected. He just comes out, new facial hair, and just hits bombs for the three weeks that he's healthy before he breaks his foot. Yeah, I mean, Matt Carpenter remade his image in, in, the, uh, in New York, and it was fun to see that stash. Uh, another, again, another great stash there. He batted 305 with 15 home runs and 128 at-bats. Just unbelievable. I, I know a guy that has a sports memorabilia company, and Matt Carpenter did a signing with him like two weeks ago, and he just takes pictures like real close, and the mustache is even more impressive like two feet away. <laughs> you had some inside information on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> he knows a guy. He knows a guy. Marty, I have to ask you, did you see the thing that Pitching Ninja put up? This is completely random. Is that the Javi Baez swinging? Yes, the, I just yes. saw it. 
That is dude. fantastic. It's, have you it's art, true. Art and uh, Eric, have you seen it? Yes. No. Yeah, I was talking to Doc uh, before we hopped on about this. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I'm not going to ruin it for was, you, Art. Just uh, while Art we're hilarious. Uh, while we're uh, after you give your pick, look look up on Twitter, just, just search him real quick. I'll try to find on the private chat. Who's your, who's your pick, Elsie? Um, I went with uh, someone whose facial hair is only acceptable because he is 16 and one right now, and that is Tony Gonsolin. Now, Tony Gonsolin has the type of beard that makes him look like he just woke up in his West Virginia mountain town and climbed out of his shack and needs a bad shower, shower pretty badly. Ten years ago, there was a quarterback for the Chicago Bears named Kyle Orton. Now, Marty, remember this. Everyone called him Neckbeard because Kyle Orton had hair that seemed to go all the way down to his shoulder blades. Tony Gonsolin actually has a more pronounced neck beard than Kyle Orton ever had. And so I think we need to start thinking of Tony Gonsolin as neck beard like 2.0, the, the, the type of neck beard that Kyle Orton always wanted to be. So that's my best facial hair. Real man, Tony Gonsolin, to have the, uh, the neck beard. Fully it's gross, it. too. It's really like I'm looking at it right now. It's greasy. Totally greasy. Like it's he greasy. needs, he needs, he needs to bring some like shampoo on it. Maybe get some yeah. conditioner. I don't know. Where's a sponsor what... for him to get an actual good looking beard? Manscaped. Where are you at, boys? That's right. <laughs> uh, my pick is going to be shocker. Dylan Cease. He made that mustache look bang good and turned to uh, was a two oh six ERA, one of the top three pitchers and strikeouts in the American League. Also, actually, one of the top in innings. Uh, he's just a complete flat-out stud in that mustache. What's his vaccination status, David? <laughs> Whatever he wants it to be. <laughs> I don't question him. He's a patriot. That's all it is. The winner of the best facial hair goes to... <laughs> Who the Dominies were again? David needs to announce it after the music is done. Dude, you. It was Dylan Cease. It was Tony Nasty Gonsolin, Nestor. Nasty Nestor. And Matt, Carpenter. Uh, and Matt, Matt Carpenter. Carpenter. Okay. The winner <laughs> of the Best Facial Hair Award goes to Nasty Nestor Cortez. He is the one with the best mustache of them all. Why are we letting David decide? I'm an, I'm, if I have not been fair. I don't hate I'm, it. I like it. I think we need to decide in the private chat. Vote for one that's not yours. Speaking of private chat art, I put in the uh, the Javi Baez thing from Pinch. Pinch I Ninja. saw that. Was that where Sister Jean? Yeah. Struck him out? Yeah. Yeah. That's so wrong. <laughs> that is so wrong. Oh, I got man. to see Javi Baez walk twice this year in real life. How lucky am I? Oh, you are very lucky. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> so now let's go to our next topic here, and that is going to be if I can pull up my show sheet. That would have been good, David. But I had the Sister Jean thing up. So, so the next wrong. one is, is going to be the class heartbreaker. This is the person that broke your heart in 2022. So sad. I should put it on some sad music. But somebody that just completely ripped your heart out, destroyed your fantasy team, AKAs, could be the bring out your dead of the year, honestly, if we're going to cross over things here. And I think we're starting back up now with... Uh, with Doc. Lucas Giolito, enough said. <laughs> LC? 
Well, I just want to say, as I was looking up Sister Jean striking out Javi Baez, I did notice, talking about a broken heart, that our favorite 90s rapper Coolio passed away tonight. Yeah, he did. Yep. Uh, R.I.P. So that that is that's sad. He was he was 59 years old, not even that old. Um, my heartbreaker this year, not dead, but his. To me, he's he might be dead. That is one J.D. Martinez, who I picked, who I thought was at a great draft price, drafted him everywhere. Um, his uh, zone contact still the same. What happened to him this year? Who knows? His home run total. I went. 2015, he hit 38, 16, 22, then 45, 43, 36, and 21. He had 28, and now he had 13 this year. Was this a guy that we thought would get affected by the ball? Apparently, he was. I'm not even sure what to make of his season. He 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 didn't miss like a whole bunch of time. Um, broke my heart. He's on like all of my teams, JD Martinez. He just completely fell off a cliff this year. Like mm-hmm. many people, I don't think saw it this bad. Uh, so he's a he's another huge disappointment on a lot of bring out your deads for sure. Marty Party, what's your pick? I pick it has to be Lucas Giolito, but um, just for the sake of argument, I got to bring up Whit Merrifield as well. The yeah. Iron Man. I, honestly, though, over the last two weeks, he has three home runs and he's starting to look you know kind of decent, which sucks for next year because someone's yeah. going to buy in and that's probably going to be me. But anyway, um, as of right now, look on the year, batted two thirty eight, ten home runs, sixteen are uh, sixteen stolen bases. So when you look at it, it's like ten home runs, sixteen stolen bases. It's not that bad, but. I mean, he was going third round in some of these 15-team drafts. So um, absolutely brutal. Uh, uh, brutal. But for me, it's still going to be Lucas Giolito. He's just – I just dropped him in my home league before the uh, my championship week started because I didn't even want him on my team. Just couldn't do it. <laughs> Marty, you know some of us took Whit Merrifield in the second round. Ooh. Yeah, that was one of your guys this year. Yeah. Uh, he's eat, a, yeah. Buddy Jasper hey. check it in. What's up, Jasper? Jasper. Our guy coming in for the superlative awards. This is a, a fun show. Maybe he has <laughs> some that he wants to throw in here. I'll, I'll throw a couple of nominees. Uh, Patrick Corbust is was a huge disappointment this year. I, not even like people invested a ton into him. Wait, but... disappointment to who? <laughs> I mean, he has Wait, a five. How many wins does he have? Right. Is it under 11? Oh, it's, uh, it was easily under 11. <laughs> yeah, d- disappointment. Cast- Absolutely not. More Nick like Castellanos. a blessing. Nick Castellanos from basically from May to August until now the championship week against me. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> uh, we also had, uh, uh, what's it called? Lance Lynn, Yasmani Grandal. Lance Dallas Lynn got Lynn. hurt. Lance Lynn has been good the last couple months. I, I want to apologize to Lucky D our boy, because I was like, Lance Lynn's going to do great this week. Don't worry about it, man. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yes, I'm absolutely sure. And he just got blown up against. The oh, I'm so dang. sorry. Lucky D. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> uh, we could also talk about Spencer Torkelson. Who, Ugh, why would a- we want to do that? <laughs> CJ Abrams was a huge bust compared to people thought. Uh, Fernando Tatis, Walker Bueller. I know injuries took effect, but they were still drafted very high. Trevor Rogers could potentially take this award. What about Juan Soto with how mm-hmm. he finished the year? Dude, I didn't think about Tatis, but that actually probably should be. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody, I mean, he actually did break hearts, like legitimately. Like, yeah, but here's the thing. Giolito actually hurt you. Tatis was just a null. But you had to I have Tatis over a bunch of other people you could have helped you. I had I took him first overall in a draft and hold. Woo. And uh I'm in I'm in fifth place in that. I, I 
Oh. I I have to feel like I would be in like third if he had played this year. At least third. I don't know. Oh man. Well, the winner of this old- No contest. He was the biggest. We can't hear you over the music. Lucas Giolito. Yay! Screw you, Giolito. You won something. (laughs) That wasn't a game. He kicks home a a play award, so good for him. That's even more valuable than uh, doing well in real baseball, so he should be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, uh, Let's go to our next award here. Perfect attendance. Okay, so I used to love getting these in school. The perfect attendance award is for somebody that uh, basically leads baseball in a category. It could be plate appearances, innings pitched, could be uh, basically something where you're showing up and you're producing. So, to me, I don't know if there's going to be a clean sweep. I think there is some. There is one candidate that Marty put in the show doc that I would be surprised if he did not win this award. But you can wow me. You guys could throw someone out there. I, I'm not thinking of. So go ahead, Elsie. Who's your pick? Um, I'm going to go with Christian Walker. He's played 153 of 155 mm. of Arizona's games, and he had a 408 ADP last year, and he showed up with 36 home runs and uh, 81 runs and 88 RBIs, really been carrying a lot of power offenses. If you got him in the 25th round, you got a great pick there. Um and, uh, you know, he's just been – his power looks legit, and he's going to go way up in the drafts next year. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's out there every day taking his cuts. And he's, his batting average has really come up the last couple of weeks as well. Yeah, Christian Walker is, is definitely a good candidate for the award. He's outproduced what many people thought he was going to do this year. Marty Party, which one are you going with? I'm going to have to go with uh, Mr. Fromber Valdez. Hmm. 26 quality starts, led the majors. You drafted him. Um, what? Here's the sum of pitchers that were drafted around Fromber Valdez. So Fromber's ADP was 143. Jack Flaherty, 144. Eduardo Rodriguez, 144. And lastly, just let's have some fun here. And eh, Logan Gilbert actually did pretty good. Who's somebody who did terrible? Ian Anderson, next pitcher after him. So Fromber Valdez, quality, uh, all those quality starts in a row, major league record. He finally just blew it. Um, but yeah, can't argue with that, man. It's been great. Framber, Doc, your pick. I'm going Aaron Judge, and obviously the counting stats gonna you know good chance of winning the triple crown on there. But he bet on himself, and not only is he gonna set a career high in all those categories, but he's on a pace to set a career high in games played. He's played 151 out of 155. I imagine maybe they give him one more rest day the entire year because he'll probably want to see if he can extend the record, but. Perfect attendance. It's like when your parents say, if you get good good grades on your report card, you can get something that you want. That's what Judge did. I feel like this this category is very much in different perceptions here. The way Marty put it in the the, the chat, it, or it pretty much seemed like who's accumulating a lot of plate appearances or who's accumulating a lot of innings, not necessarily accolades. So I thought when he put Sandy Alcantara, and that was a no-brainer. This is a guy that's throwing a ton more innings than anybody else out there right now. He's just perfect attendance, seven innings guaranteed on the mound every single start, throwing the most complete games by far of any pitcher this season. To me, he's what this award kind of is signifying, you know, somebody that's accumulating a lot. But when you have perfect attendance, you're at school every day. 
And when you're doing that, you're throwing a lot of innings in baseball. No, is that, does that, that seem kind of the most makes sense for this award? It does, but we wanted to switch it up a little bit. But what to Doc's point, I mean, if Judge isn't playing almost every single day, there's no way he's getting that. And if Fromber isn't showing up and going six innings every day, you know, so it's it all. But yeah, 220 innings, Alcantara. Um, I guess the most is 2014. All right, it's decided. The award winner. Perfect attendance. Award winner for perfect attendance goes to Sandy Alcantara. Nice job, Sandy. Nice job. You actually were the definition of this award. Good job. All right. Let's do another one. Well, before Next I would say, before we move on, who do we think was number two in innings pitched? If, if you're looking. Aaron Nola is my guess. Okay. Art. Corbin you, Burns. Corbin Burns. Who do, you, who do you think, Art? Second in innings pitched. Jeez. Mm, um, is it Framber? No, Miles Michaelis, 199.1, beating Ah, Shane Bieber. And then Aaron Nola, fourth. Uh, Jasper says Lindor for perfect attendance award. I know he's accumulated a lot of uh, stuff here, too. Both both he and and Big Pete the Polar Bear played almost every day for them as well. And shout out to Bo Bichette, who had the most at-bats. That's a good one, too. Pete the Polar Bear, the first guy since 2018 to have 40 homers and 130 RBIs. (laughs) Balling out this year. He's a beast. All uh, right, David. Let's make this our last category. I don't. Know, let's, I don't know. I was, why not do a couple more? Look at the time. We're at thirty-seven minutes. What else do we have on this show? Well, <laughs> some someone, of us someone has a, a day out. in Taiwan. You have a hard out. <laughs> some of us are taking a Taiwan meeting, David. Oh yeah, I forgot what time is that. <laughs> it's in seventeen minutes. Okay. All right. Well, we'll go quick. We'll make sure you have a couple minutes here. All right. <laughs> Thank our you. next one. This live uh, live debating on this show here. All right. Our next one's going to be the best bar girl pickup. Best pickup. It's a lot to say here. Hold on. So the best <laughs> bar girl, best pickup. The bar girl, which is the best pickup of the year? That's, oh, but we were saying that's, that. let's not. That's, it's that's a, so, David, it's a cliche name. I'm right, overriding you, you on this because you're wasting time. But you know what? Let's do one. If we're only not, if we're not doing all of them, let's do a different one then. I like this. This one's pretty uh, David, I hate you so much right now. I might punch <laughs> you through this computer screen. All right. Who's your best pickup of the year? Go is ahead. It, is it Spencer Strider and nobody else? Yes. Oh, my! I thought we were talking about my personal best pickup of the year. Yeah, which would not, I, I did not have Spencer Strider. I, I got Tyler Anderson on all of them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I got him for I got him for $2. In one league and five dollars in another league, so that was my best pickup of the season. George Kirby, man, oh, that's a good one. ADP of five hundred and seventy-eight. He was amazing. All right. Spencer Strider, you win. Spencer Strider, you are the easiest award winner of the night. Take home your play and uh, with your big thighs, and uh, enjoy it. Okay. Now our next one, the biggest riser, or as Doc liked to say in uh, in stock terms, your S and P five hundred. Oh, so your S and P five hundred. How have we not referenced golf once tonight, David? <laughs> I should have made a golf award, and I would have been more interested. So your S and P five hundred, Doc. What does that mean in the stock exchange world? Uh, well, it's not doing good this year. We'll no, say oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm not. Ta- we're wasting more time. Okay. Just tell us what you know. Means. I have to show up a couple of minutes early, David. I can't okay, just show up. Just tell us what it means. And Jasper says, "God, we can always me. finish it out, and we'll pray for you." Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we can finish it out. You yeah. go ahead. Doc. <laughs> Who's After your winner for this award? Uh, Julio Rodriguez going in the double digit rounds in whatever format you are in, and it's probably going to be a top ten pick for sure next. Doc, season. that is a fire pick. I think that has to be the answer. Oh, I, 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 I beg to differ. Uh, Michael Harris. Was drafted in less drafts last offseason than Yasiel Puig. Mm. Fact. Mm. Oh, that LC. LC just came in there hot. Mm -hmm. Spicy. I like it. Marty Party. Um, I didn't have one ready for this one. And because I thought, I think Julio Rodriguez is probably the answer. Let me see. Just give me one more moment. You do yours and I'll come up with one. I'll tell you, I had J-Rod, but. Art's point about Michael Harris, I think that has to be it. That's a good one. I, I do really think, like, I mean, this is the guy that wasn't even, like, yeah, like Art said, drafted in less leagues than Yasiel Puig to, what's he going to get, 2020 this year? He's at 1920 right now. Yeah. Award yeah. winner. <laughs> it goes to Michael Harris for the biggest riser S&P 500. La, 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 la. <laughs> Tony Gonsolin was ADP of 300, so he'll move up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he will. He will for sure. <laughs> I will gargle, gargle, gargle. gargle. <laughs> <laughs> what is that sound? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mix, a mix of the Tim Allen roar, 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 with like a nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, last award uh, we're gonna give tonight: the biggest flirt or tease. And this is somebody that uh, we want to use. Are, we didn't even give it what's the description for this we, we, we put if we want to use high school ones. yeah no that no i i that was mine like i because i oh, put okay. a couple of ones from high school like like straight out of my high school yearbook yeah biggest flirt was one of them in my high school and i think we're gonna use it as like someone who who teased you all season and my answer is ozzy albies because mm. because uh one he wasn't that good when he played and I drafted him very high. And then he got injured and they kept delaying his return. I looked it up. I, I went back and found the whole horrible story of his season. He started his rehab assignment on August 30th and didn't play his first major league game until September 16th. Who takes two and a half weeks on a rehab assignment? Like he, he had been out for eight weeks already, like, like two, like two and a half months already. And then he starts playing and they play him for two weeks. And then he comes back and two days later, he's out for the rest of the season again. This is, this is the most flirty, biggest flirt tease season I've had in a long time. And, and, and I, and I'm going to stop. I, my, but my blood pressure is a little too high right now. <laughs> yeah, that sounds personal. Oh man. Ozzy Albies completely messed up LC's season. Biggest flirt. Marty party. What about you? For me, it's Walker Bueller. And it's because mm. I traded for him when he was doing, he was doing okay. His velocity was down, so I shouldn't have traded for him, but I get him back and then he gets hurt. It's okay. He'll be back in two months. They wait those full two months and they say, Oh, no, actually he needs Tommy John. He's out the rest of the season. And he, and he was in that IL slot the whole darn time. So Walker Bueller for me. Doc, I'm going a little bit of a different way and I'm going to say Sonny Gray. Now he threw 24, um, starts. But he had a season derailed by injuries. Right hamstring tightness went on the IL. Then pectoral tightness went on the IL. 
Then he had a 10-game stretch where he had a 198 ERA in 32 innings from July and September, and then had right hamstring tightness again. I think going into this season, we were really excited to see what he could do in Minnesota. And overall, good season, 8-5, a 308 ERA. But if he had stayed healthy the entire season, he could have put up a Cy Young-worthy year. Yeah, I mean, I think Sonny Gray is always somebody that does well for a little bit, then disappoints us, and then does well again. And it's just like you can never fully be in and out or out on it. It's kind of a tease, though. Yeah, Yeah, no, he fits the definition. What do you guys think of this one, though? My biggest flirt, Taylor Ward, who early this season looked like he was going to be a league winner Mm -hmm. as somebody that was just winning people leagues, it looked like, from the first month of the season to only become somebody that was being dropped in the middle of the season after he had been completely awful to now, what's it been over his last 23 games? He's hitting 333, an on-base plus slugging percentage of 929, four doubles, four home runs, and 27 at-bats. Like, he's been the biggest tease because he looked so good. Then he was awful, and now he looks good again, so now you might be in on him going into next year. I feel like he's been the definition of a tease. That is, uh, that's, that's like going on a great first date yep. and then they're awful. And then two months later, they're dating your best friend and yes. your best friend is super happy. That's what it feels like. Cause he's not on your team anymore. You dropped that's him. Right. He's doing this for someone else now. That's right. And on that, what about Nick Pavetta as well? And that same, like, oh, he, he actually is hey, pretty Pavetta's good. good no, he's not. And here's a <laughs> shout out to me for trading Taylor Ward and Nick Pavetta for Dylan Cease in the middle Whoa, of the year. Whoa, that's a Art, you go. deserve to pick who wins this award with that trade. Holy moly. Who wins this award? Um, No, you pick. I don't want to. No, this is your show. <laughs> it's all of our show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I have nine minutes till my meeting. Let's end this. The winner. Taylor Ward gets it. He is. He was the flirt with Art's definition of picking picked up by your best friend, dating your best friend. <laughs> that, that, that made it all made it all too real. All right, Doc. We have time for one more. No, we don't, David. <laughs> We're late because of you. I've, I liked Marty's last one. The most changed since freshman year. Best player that came out of nowhere compared to years past. All right. Well, real this quick. is where I leave. Real um, quick, everyone, real quick. Everyone Doc, follow the account. Give us your pick. Give us your pick. Uh, come to me last. And we have uh, Jasper saying Kopech was the biggest tease, which is also a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, more, uh, one. Uh, LC, I guess it's, you go first then. Uh, best person to find a new level this year? Yeah. Um, I'll, I think I think um, um, Tyler Anderson, my boy Tyler. Tyler. Anderson. What He's about a great uh, person on that one? What about Kyle Wright? There it is. All right. That's, that's a, a great one. choice. Yeah. 20, only 20 game winner this year. And he was undrafted in pretty much every league going into the year. Mm-hmm. The reverse of this is Jose Barrios. <laughs> uh, did it, Marty? Do you have another guy besides Kyle? Uh, this one's not as drastic as that one, but uh, Tristan McKenzie. Tristan McKenzie's he's been great. Yeah. He's, he's going to be somebody that everybody's trying to get. And he's, yeah. his ADP is going to keep shooting up all draft season. Uh, just how he's Do looking. Do we have any? Antonio any Gonsolin, hitters that uh, any hitters that that oh Dansby Dansby's a hitter who reached a new level this year. That's true. Yeah, trying yeah. to paid. I mean, he did Aaron Judge reach a new level? I know yeah, that's kind of like he's already good, but this is like sixty-one. Yeah, this is damn. Well, for the sake of Doc 
being able to get out of here. The winner of the award goes to Kyle Wright. Because you guys all seem like you were okay with it when I said it. So, Kyle Wright, you win. You take home the play award. Doc, anything you would like to say to the audience? Uh, make sure you follow the account at Triple A Fantasy. Unfollow David at Demendio. <laughs> and pray for me that I close this deal. Hey. Doc, just tell them to listen to this show and they'll laugh and then they'll they'll close mm-hmm. the deal for you. Mm-hmm. What is our listenership in Taiwan? Say, do you know oh, any Taiwanese? Probably we're not. really good. We're really big in Malta. I know that. Where is Malta? <laughs> I don't even know. Malta is a selling yeah. point. Malta's where? It's in Europe. I'll use it as a selling point. It's an independent country uh, in uh, northwest Spain or something like that, if I'm. I, I think. Oh, I'm learning remember. Spanish pretty well right now. So I could, I could, uh, we could talk more Spanish on this show. I'm going to be wrong on that geography, but it's, it's in a, the it's... central Mediterranean between Sicily and North African coast. Oh, okay. So that is definitely not Spanish. No, but, uh, but we're big there. <laughs> we're no, big we're in like Malta. Celebrities. We're like the biggest <laughs> fantasy baseball podcast in Malta. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have our private jet out there, baby. Take that CBS. <laughs> yeah. All right. Doc's got to go. So we'll get out of here. Uh, Doc, Marty Party, Little Cheesecake, myself will be here all offseason, giving you a ton of great content for the offseason shows. We plan on doing this with guests each week as we'll try to get uh, some of that going again. We've got our playoff predictions uh, and some, maybe some best bets going next week. We've got our biggest hits and misses coming after that and even more stuff coming down the pipeline. So make sure you follow Marty at Marty underscore Tallman. Make sure you follow, you follow Art at uh art underscore t underscore z on twitter yeah i got it, i got it and follow doc and the account at triple fantasy i'm at dmendio too we're gonna make like a bread truck and we're gonna haul these buns gentlemen catch you all in the next one rest in peace coolio <laughs>